Welcome to the podcast, Loving on Purpose. I'm your host, Bonnie Lyman. If you're having trouble navigating through your relationships with your adult children, if you are struggling to connect with them or having specific challenges, you're in the right place. Episode 18, Life is Like a Puzzle Waiting to be Solved. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. I'd appreciate any reviews or ratings that you would like to give me. I don't know if Spotify does that, but I know Apple Podcasts, you can go and just even to give a rating. The more ratings a podcast gets, the more it is um, put in front of other people that other people can be helped in navigating life with adult children. So I want to talk today about problems and problem solving and about whether we're part of the problem or are we part of the solution. And I want to start out by talking just for a minute is being able to accept problems as really just a part of life. It's living life to its fullest is when we're out there solving problems. And life would be pretty boring without problems. It all comes down to how we view our problems as to how big we make that problem or how unwilling we are to embrace that problem and just accept it. I think if we expected to have problems on a little more frequent basis, and I I don't mean pray for problems or just get all excited when we have problems, but accepting truly accepting that they are coming, that they're supposed to be happening, because we don't have control over anything in this life, whether we have problems or not. Yes, um, I guess you could say if we didn't smoke, perhaps we could avoid having not having lung cancer. But even that There is no guarantees in life. Problems are going to come. So it's actually what we do with them that has an effect on our life. What we do have control over is how we think and feel about our problems and then how we act when we have our problems. Our brains love having a problem to solve. So if they don't have one, they're going to make up one for us. It's just what our brains do because they thrive on solving problems because that's what they do best. I want you to think of doing a jigsaw puzzle. Over the winter, my husband, especially because of his foot surgery, worked on a lot of jigsaw 
puzzle. And I think there's so many lessons to be learned on how we solve problems. Because we open up that box and there are all those pieces to solve. And so if you've done a lot of jigsaw puzzles, you probably have your own technique. My husband's is, he starts with all the straight edge pieces, meaning those are going to be the side pieces to the to the puzzle. And usually if it's got two straight sides and a corner, you know that that's going to be a corner piece. But he did run across a puzzle the other day that had many, many straight-sided pieces that it wasn't as easy to put the puzzle together by starting out with the border pieces. He actually had to find a different way that was really a good practice in seeing that there's many ways to solve problems or to solve a puzzle. He had to take a different perspective. Sometimes if we can't find where a piece goes in a puzzle, if we just change sides of the table, of look at it from a different angle, look at it from a different perspective, it's going to be a lot easier to find those pieces. Another way that we have found helpful in solving a jigsaw puzzle is to just leave it for a while. We don't get frustrated and when we can't, when it's we worked on it for 10 minutes and can't find a place for any of those pieces, we just don't put it all back in the box or just shove it all on the floor but we just leave it for a while and then we can come back to it and usually find a piece that fix, fits somewhere in that puzzle. We also had a puzzle once that had very similar shapes and very similar colors that it appeared that the piece fit in one place But when we came to another place with similar colors, we could see that where we had put that other piece was not in its proper place. And so it was just another angle to how to solve the puzzle. But how we eventually get the satisfaction of solving that jigsaw puzzle of finishing it is we don't give up on it. And sometimes when my husband gets so close to finishing that puzzle, he'll stay up to 1 a.m. until he has found a place for every single one of those pieces. In my church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we talk often about following Jesus Christ and talking about what he has asked us to do is really the happiest way to get through this life. In other words, it's the easiest way to figure out how to solve our problems. 
Religious or not, there are basic truths that Jesus Christ taught that helps us to be happy. And so everyone that is happy, who maybe doesn't even believe in Jesus Christ, are actually following some of those principles. Principles, commandments, whatever you want to call them, but they're there to help us solve our problems or to get through life easier to be able to solve those problems in our life that causes us to be happier. And I think one of the best ways to get good at solving solving problems is to have problems to practice. And so the more we practice solving problems, the more confidence we have that we know that there is an answer on the other side. Maybe our problems wouldn't be so big to us, wouldn't be so perplexing, wouldn't be so painful if we were to view them more like just a jigsaw jigsaw puzzle just waiting to be solved. And so with any problem, we have a choice. We can choose to focus on the problem and just become a part of the problem. Or we can focus on the solution to the problem and become a part of the solution. When we focus on the problem and why we shouldn't be having them or why it's wrong or why it's always going to be this way, why it's not solvable, then that keeps us stuck. It's almost like when I can't find a piece of that jigsaw puzzle, or I can see that I only need one brown piece, and I look over all the parts of the puzzle pieces that are left to put into the puzzle, I go to thoughts like, it must have been left out of the box when they made it. Maybe it got swept off the table and it got vacuumed up. Or maybe if it's a puzzle somebody gave to me, they lost the puzzle piece. And so I'm focusing on the problem more than on the solution. When we focus on the solution that no, there is a way to solve this problem. We may not even know how yet, but just believing that it's figure outable, it's what keeps us moving forward and growing and trying to find the pieces that will help solve the problem. So then when we have that determination and that perspective that it is fixable, 
then we become part of the solution and not part of the problem. Focusing on the solution might mean seeking help. When we have the thought, everything is figure outable, I just can't figure it out. Maybe one of the solutions is getting some help. So we can turn to the internet and there's lots of help there, but it may be asking maybe a neighbor, maybe asking a friend. It might even be seeking some professional help. So that brings us back to what I focus on, and that's navigating life with our adult children, which sometimes can be very difficult. But I think sometimes, again, if we viewed it as not as big a problem as what we're making it mean, it's just something that we haven't figured out yet of how to do that. Most of the time, the parent sees a certain situation as maybe the amount of time that we spend together as adult children and the parents. We see it as a problem where the children don't see it as a problem at all. When our expectations don't align with what, with what is actually happening in our relationship, we have a problem. But they probably, our children, probably view it so differently than we do that they just don't view it as a problem. So another way to view this problem that we're having with our adult children, whatever it may be, I'd like you to consider, are you part of the problem or are you part of the solution? We are dynamic people. We are changing all of the time. What is happening today doesn't mean that it's going to be like that in the future. So if our children say, have turned us down for three dinner invitations, we as parents sometimes make it mean, especially moms, dads don't do this as much, that they don't want to be around us. We don't even know why they turned it down, but apparently it just was not for whatever reason, a good time for them to join us for dinner. They're not seeing it as a problem. They're just seeing it as they're just not able to come to dinner. So we have to recognize that just because they turned us down on the invitation for three times, let's not make it a problem. 
let's just make it mean those were three times they couldn't come to dinner, not even that they didn't want to come to dinner. Maybe they didn't want to come to dinner, but it didn't have anything to do with coming to dinner with us. Maybe they were just tired or they just wanted to stay at home. I mean, let's just not make problems out of problems that we think are problems. Let's be part of the solution. And that would be, I'm just going to keep asking and inviting because that's what I want to do. I'm not going to make it mean anything. Instead of being part of the problem of this means they don't want to be around us. So this is how you know if you're part of the problem in your relationship with your adult children. First of all, are you making it mean something about you? And you'll know that if you feel like you're the victim and you are a victim when you start thinking all these thoughts of why they wouldn't want to come to dinner with you or why they should make it possible to come and have dinner with you. So you know you're part of the problem if you're trying to control somebody else. If you if you try say it's the dinner situation and but I'll make your favorite dessert or I haven't seen you for so long of of trying to entice them or guilt them. If you're trying to control somebody, then you're part of the problem. Another thing is you're part of the problem in navigating your relationship with your adult children if it's not going the way you want it to go, if you're not willing to fulfill fulfill your own needs, if you are so dependent on them coming to dinner instead of just asking somebody else if if you want to have dinner with somebody that particular day. If you're having pity parties, oh, poor me. I've asked them three times, and every time they've turned me down. And then going to judgment of, that's, you just don't turn your mother down, or you don't turn anybody down when they've asked you three times. You know you're part of the problem when you're wanting them to act differently than how they want to act. You know that you are acting as a victim 
is when you are disappointed when they don't act the way that you want them to act. We all have our agency, so we all get to do whatever we want to do. And so that means you get to choose whether you're blowing up this problem, making it a bigger problem by the way you think and feel and act, and not allowing them to act exactly how we want to act. The problem is always in our head. And we have a choice then to think the way we want to think that's going to make us feel a certain way. And then we will act as if it's really not a problem. It's just that they couldn't or didn't come to dinner on those particular times that you ask them to come. So how do you know if you are part of the solution? You're willing to admit you could be wrong. I could be wrong that they're not making it mean they don't want to be around me. I could be wrong in having that thought. If you're willing to look at the problem from a different perspective, that perspective may be curiosity. Hmm. I wonder, I wonder why they can't come for dinner. But then also being part of the solution is thinking that it's not a big deal. I'm not going to make it a problem because they can't come to dinner. You know when you are part of the solution, when you are practicing believing that everything is figureoutable. And that may be, well, we'll just have to figure out another way that we can get together. Maybe it's not going to be dinner. Maybe it's just going to be meeting in the park for 20 minutes. When we're part of the solution to the problem, we respect different beliefs and different perspectives of others. We focus on all the options to solve the problem. And the problem, I even hate to name it a problem, the situation is, or I guess you could say the problem is finding a time when we can get together. So just focusing on what are the options of all the different ways that we can connect and be able to see each other. Taking ourselves out of the problem 
It's not about us. It's about what other people think and view the situation that's going on also. It only becomes a problem when we think it's a problem. Let's just view it as something that is happening. Let's just get neutral. How can we get to a place where it's like it's no big deal that they can't come for dinner? Maybe it's the perfect day not for them to come for dinner. Let's take the pity party out of it. And the other thing is to always, always respect others' agency. And they they are more like us than unlike us. They're just like me, and I want to be respected for my agency. They want the same thing. So it comes down to really spending more time on figuring out how to like yourself and just being you and to like others just the way they are. We all have the same basic needs. So think about, are we part of the problem or are we part of the solution? And the first step always in being part of the solution is really identifying, is there really anything that needs to be solved? Is this really a problem? But if we feel that sting of hurt, then just back away from it for a while like we do that jigsaw puzzle and practice having new thoughts. I hope everybody has a great week and look forward to talking to you again next week. If you're finding your relationships with your adult children are not anything like what you expected, I can help you. You don't have to be stuck in feelings of pain, resentment, disappointment, or even all those unfulfilled expectations. Really, nothing has gone wrong. You just need to learn what your role is and how to manage your thoughts so that you know how to create happiness and love for your children, regardless of what their behavior is. Go to bonnielyman.com and book a call. Let's chat. And after talking to me on a free consult for 60 minutes, you will know exactly what direction you need to be taking.